Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hidden Gems Podcast. This is the show where we like to dig deeper into streaming services and give you the hidden gems that you should be able to enjoy uh, on that service. And this is a lot of fun. And today, uh, I am not only joined by my co-host, but I'm joined by my birthday boy uh, co-host. This is so exciting. Ryan, happy birthday. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Uh this episode is going to be going up on May 14th, which is my 24th birthday. I'm 24 years old. Fit me for the uh, the old rocking chair with next to old Moe's, am I right? <laughs> no, I'm quite seriously though, I am I'm actually um as I'm as I'm about to turn 24, I guess I am 24 now depending on whatever you all are watching it. I feel like I feel very good about myself, physically, mentally, emotionally. So I feel like I'm in a really, I'm in a really good place. And, and, I, and I won't get too sappy or corny. Uh, we're here to talk movies around these parts, but I'm just super grateful for my life, for my people, for my friends like Rachel and for this podcast and for my YouTube channel. My heart is full of just so many things that I could just talk about all day about how proud I am of myself and just where I am and how I'm only just, I feel like I'm only going to get better. Anyway, I think I'm gonna, <laughs> I think I'm gonna stop. <laughs> we are proud of you and we wish you a very happy birthday. And uh, we're so glad that we get to, I, I'm speaking in we, what I'm saying, but I and the audience are so glad that you do this uh, every week. We have so much fun. And uh, so happy, happy birthday, 24. 24, I was actually, when I was on my mission for my church. So boy, that feels like another lifetime ago to me because I'm old. <laughs> were, you, uh, were, you out of, were you out of town? Yeah, I was in Indianapolis. Uh, oh wow yeah i was I, in the in, i have in, i have extended family who live in the indiana region roanoke oh, indiana to be specific okay mm -hmm. i don't know how far that is from indianapolis i yeah, i'm like, not sure i'd like to see them one day and i'd also like to go to the indy 500 make a trip out of it yeah well i lived for six months in speedway so oh wow yeah. mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, I would love to actually go. I haven't been to any of the races, but that would be really fun. But I try to watch it every year. I guess it's supposed to be coming up soon. It's uh, it's either June or July. Or wait, it's late June. I thought it was usually May, but yeah, it's right around. It's like the end of May, beginning, something like that. But anyway, so that's exciting. Well, I hope you have a great birthday. And uh, today we are talking about hoopla. Yeah, what's the hoopla over hoopla? <laughs> I shall nice. see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> and you could have picked anything, but you wanted to talk about Hoopla. Yeah, because I, I think Hoopla is a very underrated service. Uh, it's free, our favorite price, am I right? Yeah, but free 99. It's, <laughs> it's also a pretty, it's also a pretty loaded service if you're willing to dig in the right places. It's got, it's got quite a bit of selection. I, 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 I actually was pretty spoiled for choice this time around. It was like, should I include this or this? And like, I could have made like a list of like 10 or 11. Like that, that was, that was that much. Yeah, uh, it's true. There is a ton to choose from on Hoopla. 
and uh, it's part of the library uh, services uh, along with Canopy. And uh, they have uh, quite a variety of everything from your TV movies to your future films and everything in between. Uh, so it's a great resource. And this is our third time talking about Hoopla. Yeah, and not only do they have movies and TV, but you can also rent eBooks from there and mm -hmm. comics and audiobooks. Right. I've read half of the comics that I've read through Hoopla. It, they have a pretty comprehensive like library of like, you can start at like first issue Batman and work your way through the Silver Age and through the 80s and 90s if you really wanted to. And yeah. they keep it pretty updated with new stuff as well, like current line stuff. So Hoopla is a severely overlooked service. I think people should check out more often. Yeah, so as you're listening, let us know what you have been watching on Hoopla and, uh, and what you think of our picks. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And Ryan, why don't you go first of your first pick? Absolutely. So my first choice is from 1951, and it is one of my favorite old sci-fi movies. It is the original, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Uh, this was directed by Robert Wise, who is a pretty acclaimed director, directed West Side Story, directed Star Trek, the motion picture, directed a lot of movies, like, and he leapt from genre to genre to genre to genre, and succeeded on all fronts, really. It tells the story of an alien who descends upon the earth along with his like massive robot named Gort. He's a friendly alien who comes to the earth saying, I come in peace to let you all know you should stop using so many nukes because this was around the time when nuclear paranoia was either approaching an all-time high or at an all-time high. So the whole nuke-related the fear of nuclear devastation was a very real, was a very real problem. And old-timey sci-fi can be a very tricky prospect from, because a lot of it hasn't really aged well from the effects to the sometimes very corny acting, which sometimes I can overlook, but other times eh, not really that much. But I, I have seen this version of the, of the day the earth stood still a few times and I have loved it every single time. Uh, I love the main actor here named Michael Rennie. Uh, he was uh, he was really good in this. He's really the heart of the movie and he has some great lines in here as well. And a lot of lines that even through a 2021 lens still ring true to some level to this day. And from an effects standpoint, it still is just impressive how they were able to pull off some of the stuff like Gort. Like looking at Gort nowadays is like, oh, come on, that's just a dude in a suit. But I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in the theater when they see this big robot walk out with just this big laser eye who parts and goes and then just vaporizes these soldiers' guns away. It's scary stuff. But um, mm. it, but at the end of the day, this is this is one of my old one of my favorite old-timey sci-fi movies and if you haven't checked it out i think you should yeah i haven't heard of this one i mean i hadn't heard of it. i haven't seen this one i've heard of it but i haven't seen it so it's interesting and it is kind of fun to watch those old sci-fi they, they usually uh, aren't as slow as some of the new sci-fi yeah they did remake it in 2008 with keanu reeves and 
it was fine, but they tried for a more like beat you over the head kind of message with the whole like climate change thing. And I have no problem with that. It's just that it, it's, it's just that this version, the fifties version is far more subtle and, and Michael Rennie does a much better job as mm. this emissary who is like, I'm not here to hurt anyone. I'm just trying to steer you in the right direction. Yeah, they. I, th- I feel like they trusted their audience sometimes more with those kinds of messaging back then. They didn't feel a need to explain it uh, out. Yeah, absolutely. Like they often do now. Well, very good. Okay, well, my first pick is a little movie under the radar movie from last year called Modern Persuasion. And this is the Jane Austen story of persuasion put in modern a modern setting and it has Alicia Witt in it who is well known in the world of Hallmark uh, she does a Christmas movie every year and it's usually one of the better Christmas movies uh, and she has a very famous one called the very merry mix-up and uh, I really enjoyed this movie I thought that it did a good job of adapting persuasion to modern times and, and not only do you have uh, Alicia Witt in this, but you also have Babe Newworth, who people would recognize from Frasier, uh, but she's really funny and good. And I thought that she had a, a nice chemistry with uh, her, uh, with the guy, Mark Moses, who's playing her, um, uh, her, uh, the guy with a uh, Mark Moses who's playing her uh, lead in the the co-lead in the movie and uh, you know takes uh, basically it's about this the whole story persuasion is about this woman who when she was young had the chance to be with this man uh, but the, she was persuaded by her father and and aunt to reject his proposal because he was too poor and to uh, it, that it was too soon. She was too young. And, and now it's been 10 years and she still has not found a, uh, a partner and they run into each other again. And now he's very successful. And uh, so it's, does she regret having refused him? And they, they take a lot of the things from Austin and modernize it like the letters or text messages in this case or emails. And uh, she's working, uh, I forget what her job is, but I think she's like a designer or something like that. Anyway, uh, and I really like Alicia Witt and I actually got to interview her for this movie and that was fun. Uh, so if you want to check out my interview on Hallmarkies, they can. Uh, but I, I liked it. I thought they did a good job. And it's obviously a very, very small budget, uh, but I think it was adequate. And uh, I, think that, I think it's fun. I think there's, I think there's like a mini quota that you have to fill like every other episode. You got to get like one Jane Austen related movie <laughs> in here somewhere. Yeah, I do like my Jane Austen. We don't get as much persuasion though. Persuasion is one of her books that you don't see as often because it's a little bit slower and it's about this older woman and uh, it just doesn't have like the drama quite that... Uh, that Pride and Prejudice has. And so it's, 
it's uh, fun to see it. And we're actually getting another version of Persuasion next year, which I'm so excited for with Dakota Johnson in it. And uh, so, yeah, I'm hyped about that. Will that be a theater release? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's going to be in Regency era, but I'm not positive on that, but I'm so excited about it. So what do you have next? So my next choice is a movie that I watched quite a bit uh, when it came out. And uh, it, it's a movie called Hooped. Uh, this, was, this, is, this is one of those movies based on a book that I had actually read the book it was based off of before I watched the movie. Uh, this movie is based on the book of the same name written by Carl Heisen. I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. And it stars uh, and it stars Logan Lerman as this as his boy who moves to Florida for his parents' jobs, and he used to live in Montana, and he kind of hates the move to Florida, which you know, as someone who grew up in Florida all my life, kind of took a grain of salt to that. But anyway, but then he soon discovers where this very popular pancake restaurant is going to be: these little baby owls, and. Well, let's just say this pancake company has no qualms about destroying the homes of these owls in order to get what they want. And so Logan Lerman teams up with the this brother and sister duo. The sister is played by a pre-MCU and pre-room Brie Larson. And there's Clark Gregg in here as well, who plays the uh who plays the evil CEO, the uh bad man of business in Hallmarky speak. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson is in here as well as his henchman, and Luke Wilson is in here as a bumbling cop. Uh, and also, Jimmy Buffett is a high, is a science teacher in, in in Logan Lerman's high school. I'm not going to lie; this movie is definitely it definitely has a very pronounced save the environment message. And in a normal sense, I wouldn't be a fan of that. I'm very sympathetic towards it, but I'm not like big into those like save the planet kids save the planet kids and like yes we get it be recycle you know like drive a Prius we get it but here I think it's handled pretty well and it's it's coming from a good place and it also helps that Logan Lerman would go on to become a good actor in his own right and Brie Larson I mean we all know who she is won an Oscar is Captain Marvel ditto ditto etc etc again like I said, this de- movie's definitely not nuanced. There's an entire song number from Jimmy Buffett where Logan Lerman and and the brother are out to sea and they're fishing, and it's this song of "All oh, the Beauty of Florida," and it, it's like Jim- Jimmy Buffett doing Jimmy Buffett things. And if you're into that, that's that's fine and all. But again, I like this movie. I think it's coming from a good place. It's it's heart is in the right place, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it. So uh, <laughs> that's one that I remember actually the uh, Ebert and Roper review of it though, because they were like, never were people more excited about pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 Very good. Okay. Well, my next pick is Oklahoma and this is a, a 1999 film version of the stage play of Roger and Hammerstein's Oklahoma. And it is from the London West End uh, at the Royal National Theater. 
and their revival of the play. And it stars Hugh Jackman as Curly as our lead character and one of his early roles. And I love musical theater very much. And I love Roger Hammerstein. And Oklahoma is a really, really interesting, fun show that that has just the beautiful songs, but then also goes into some really weird, dark places at times, which is interesting. And uh, I I think that uh, it's fun to see this filmed version of the stage play. Anytime I can see a filmed version of a musical, I always love that. It's so fun because I can't, obviously I can't see everything live, even though I have seen Oklahoma live, uh, but uh, to be able to see this production was really fun and be able to see Hugh Jackman uh, in his, as a young, young, young man uh, playing, uh, playing Curly. It was great. I have seen this version many times and I love it. I, this is actually my my favorite version of Oklahoma. I even like it better than the movie, and the movie's really good as well. Yeah. Hugh Jackman played this role for two years on London's West End. The next thing he did was Wolverine. Yeah. Never say that this man does not have range because he has <laughs> range with the capital R. But he really does. <laughs> yeah, I, I love this version. My favorite song number is the uh, is poor Judd is dead, poor Judd Fry is dead. Yeah, and that's such a weird song, but in it's this, good. In this particular version, though, Judd gets gets into it. He's like, and a candle lights his head, and he's like, he's laying <laughs> in a coffin made of wood, and Hugh Jackman's like, what? <laughs> It's 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 funnier in the context of, of the thing. Yeah. But he's like, it's like a combination of surprise and like, wow, I didn't think he had this in him, so I'm just gonna play along. What? Yeah, and I, I love Aidu Annie in this in general. I'm just a girl who can't say no. Kissing's my favorite thing. <laughs> Sounds really good. Uh, it's got some great great songs. Uh, People will say we're in love. Don't try. Don't say my name too much. Don't. Yeah. So good. And so, yeah, if you love classic musicals, uh, which I do, then, and that's probably something that comes up almost every episode, is a musical and a period piece <laughs> from me, an animated yeah. film. Yeah, countered by <laughs> Countered by my horror and action. We have a nice little <laughs> dynamic going on here. Yeah, rom-coms too. <laughs> All right, what's your next pick? So my next choice is from 2019, and this is this is from the director of Rachel's super best film of all time that she's ever seen, Your Name. It is Weathering With You. Uh, this is a movie that really has not left my mind since I saw it in like early 20 early 2020. I saw it at a Fathom event going in totally blind. I had not seen a trailer. I didn't know what to expect. And I walked out of there like, wow, that movie was awesome. The, the animation is absolutely stunning. Like, like I'm, I'm, oh, making way, I'm, I'm making my way through all of the Ghibli movies from my I Finally Watched series, hashtag Chief Plug. And so I'm getting used to how like Japanese animation is and how beautiful it is. And I'm just like, 
oh, which one is better, Japanese or American? Like, don't make me choose. And 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 it's, and it's like movies like Weathering with You that just is like, there's such detail to this. Like, I've never wanted McDonald's more than I had when I finished watching this movie because they made a Big Mac look like just the most beautiful thing you have ever seen. Like, props to Mikado Shinkai. He made McDonald's look good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not only that, this movie has a fantastic story. And it's honestly, the story's a little complicated, so I won't go too deep into it. At least not going into like a full-fledged review and we don't have time for that, <laughs> at least not right now. But it's it's a fantastic story. It's full of heart. It's got some good jokes at times. It can be funny. And it's, I really have to get on my high horse and see your name because if that's, oh half, if that's half as good as Weathering With You, then Mikado Shinkai is, is Sleeper, one of the best directors going today. Yeah, he's so amazing. You definitely have to see your name. He also has another, a couple other really good ones, five centimeters per second. He has one called Garden of Words. It's really good. And uh, I think that whether with you, it was tough because I tried as much as I could to, to lower my expectations, you know, to not go super, super hyped, but it just was never going to be as good as your name for me. And so that was, it was kind of a tall order. I do think the ending is pretty weird. Like what the choices that they make are, are really selfish. And it's just kind of like, that was, I wonder what he was trying to say there, but I think that it is absolutely gorgeous and has some incredible moments and is definitely worth seeing. I own it on special edition Blu-ray because uh, I enjoyed it so much. Uh, it's it's not perfect, but I still think that the romance between the two of them and the um, and the just absolutely beautiful animation. He's just obsessed with rain <laughs> and water, like so beautiful. Oh my gosh, the rain. I would normally complain, but when something looks as good as the rain in this movie, I'm just like, this is like the best looking rain or the best sounding rain since the rain song from Led Zeppelin. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, it looks so good. I think it's the best rain I've ever seen in an animated film. It's really good. Good choice. All right. Okay. Well, so for my next choice, I have a documentary. It's called The Feud, and it is a documentary about the Hatfields and the McCoys, their famous feud. And what was really interesting about this documentary, this was on American Experience, which is a really great series that you should have on your DVR uh, on PBS, where they talk about the American experience and all different things. They have documentaries on everything from modern to old stuff, to people, to experiences. Like they have like a documentary on the great depression or a documentary on, on the circus. They had a really great one on Ringham and Barman Bailey on the circus last year. That was really good. Uh, They all different people and, and things. And this one, the feud is all about the Hatfields and the McCoys and, which I've always just thought was really interesting, this feud between the two of them. And what they talk a lot about is that basically this feud was kind of used by publishing and by different uh, uh, different institutions to portray the people of Appalachia, the um, hillbillies, 
as these sort of out of control, dangerous people. And that it actually was really harming to those people and helped kind of keep that whole class kind of down. And it was a tool by the upper class to try to, uh, try to, you know, make them seem like savages and, uh, and to take advantage of them and take advantage of the, the mining and the lumber and the other stuff in those hillbilly uh, areas. And uh, they could, uh, they could portray them in this negative light. And so I thought that was very interesting that really they weren't, the whole thing wasn't as bad as they, it was made to be portrayed by the media because the media had these alternate, it was kind of like uh, the uh, 19th century, early turn of the century version of fake news kind of. <laughs> And so it's a very interesting documentary. People should check it out. And the words of Eric Bischoff, controversy creates cash. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, that yeah. sounds great. And to anyone who is maybe interested in like a more like narrative based, like Hatfields and McCoys like series, I guess, I suggest you all check out the Hatfields and McCoys mini series from the History Channel. There's some people who are not like big fans of the History Channel thinking they're like, oh, they're just the Hitler channel, or like they just show World War II stuff. They show a lot more than that. And especially with like Vikings and like other miniseries, they've got some pretty, pretty good series under the belt. And Hatfields and McCoys is uh, definitely up there. They got Kevin Costner to play Hatfield and, Bill, and the late Bill Paxton, may he rest in peace, to play McCoy. And there are a bunch of other like smaller names in there that you'll definitely recognize, but but I do highly recommend that as well. So like unofficial sixth. Yeah, <laughs> I think I have seen that or I've at least seen part of it and I liked it. I think I've seen it. I I just, I don't know, it's just this very interesting story to me of how people, I always find like jealousy and envy and that whole kind of thing to be very interesting and uh, and forgiveness and just that, that element is very interesting uh, of human nature to me. Yeah, what, what do you I'm especially sorry, like pre-industrial revolution like kind mm -hmm. of stuff is just fascinating because yeah. there's like a good like good chunk of time between like after the civil war and then like like industrial revolution that is like that like really doesn't get talked about a whole lot or less at least yeah. not in like a true crime sense or like something chopped off from there and i just never thought of this story as something that was used to manipulate and to be able to take advantage of the these hillbilly people and that you know is their way to get to the mining and to the lumber and to the other things that they could portray these people as ignorant and hateful and you know all that stuff I, that was very interesting so what do you have next so my next choice is a documentary series and this is kind of walking the tightrope of the hidden gem because of the man behind this series, Ken Burns. But I'm going to be recommending the Civil War. Uh, if any of you have seen, like, you know, his other series, like the country music one he did recently, or the baseball one, like, then uh, then the Civil War is like an absolute must-watch. Like, 
this is like the quintessential like civil war documentary i've ever made in my opinion like it's a complete like warts and all like chronicle of like beginning to end it's not an easy watch especially like during the battle of antietam and gettysburg respectively because they're like some of the bloodiest battles in american history and Wow, some of the photos are not easy to look at, that's for sure. But I think that the Civil War is definitely something that should be studied and analyzed because you know what they say about history, those who don't remember it are doomed to repeat it. And so I think it's it's definitely a period of time that we should we should remember and say we should never do that again. And Ken Burns is just a master, like, he's a master worker. Like, he just, he is, like, like top of his game in terms of documentaries. Like, Civil War, country music, baseball, Jackie Robinson, Brooklyn Bridge, National Parks, Vietnam War, the Great War, just, I could go on and on. Like, he's just, he's the goat of documentaries. So, check out the yeah. Civil War. I I love Ken Burns. He does come at it from like a very liberal perspective, but I I think that he still manages to be pretty fair. And I love the Civil War. I the this movie, this docu series. It was the first one that I saw from him, and it definitely made a big impact on me when I was younger. And I think that all of the uh, experts that they have are really great in it, and particularly Shelby Foote. Uh, is very memorable, uh, giving the uh, the, pers- the Southern perspective, and uh, he's great. And I love the music actually in it as well. There's a song called Ashikin's Farewell uh, that they read, uh, that they play as they're reading Sarah's letter, and uh, it is so beautiful. And I. I highly, highly recommend the Civil War. It's great. And I do love any, any Ken Burns documentaries. Really good. Yeah. Very good pick. All right. Well, this is a hard left, as you like to say. <laughs> uh, we have next uh, is a sequel to a Jane Austen adaptation. <laughs> oh, you don't say there, Chief. Yeah. So there's Bridget Jones's Diary, which is brilliant, based on Pride and Prejudice, of course, and I love it. But then there's there's Bridget Jones's Diary too, which is terrible, and I don't like it at all. And so then they came out with Bridget Jones's Baby, and it's not as good as the first one, but I still really enjoyed it, and I think it's a little uh, underrated uh, that that people are a little tough on it. But basically, Bridget is a uh, works is a works in the newsroom, and there's this one lady who is the head anchor. She steals every scene she's in. I don't know her name, but she is so funny. I thought, and basically, that's Patrick Dempsey and Colin Firth are possible baby daddies to Bridget Jones's baby and uh she she doesn't know which one it is and uh, she goes back and forth between the two and it's fun and it's funny and i enjoyed it and it's got a lot of predictable stuff it's not like the most original you know movie it's very sitcommy but i i i liked it and uh, i thought it, i thought it was funny and i think emma thompson's in it if i'm not mistaken so 
uh, go and check out Bridget Jones' baby. I remember seeing the trailer for this and I was like, Colin Firth won an Oscar. What is he doing here? But then I did further research. I'm like, oh, he was in the original before he was in the King's Speech. You're like, okay, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, Renee Zellweger had won an Oscar as well. And she was nominated for the first Bridget Jones. Oh, really? I had no idea. Yeah, she was a rare comedic nomination. But she was. And Emma Thompson's also an Oscar winner. She's in this. And so it's got all kinds of... Uh, of uh, awards cred but i it's just so it's so much better than the edge of reason in my opinion and it's got like i said some pretty cliched pregnancy kind of sitcomy scenes but i like i like that and you've got J jim broadbent and uh and Gemma jones as her parents they're always funny i i enjoyed it so people should check it out can't go wrong with Jim Broadbent as your dad. That's right. <laughs> so what's your next pick? So my next choice is, uh, well, my final choice actually yeah. is, and, and again, this is walking the tightrope because this, because no matter who I talk to about this show, it is like just super beloved for a certain generation of people. It's the TV show Samurai Jack. Uh, this aired from 2001 to 2004 or four and then had a final season in 2017 and I absolutely love this show this was from this was from the mind of Gendy Tartofsky or Tartofsky or Gendy Tartofsky there it is uh, who is the brainchild behind so many like great animated things like he created the 2D Star Wars Clone Wars movies that are now on Disney plus thank you god and he also created the Hotel Transylvania movies, which I like, though a lot of people are just think they're the scum of the earth. I like those movies, but that's just me. He is an incredibly talented uh, animator, and that goes double for Samurai Jack, because the animation in this movie is absolutely unbelievable. It's 2D, but it is so detailed that it's just, it's a combination of like old and new school. Like the future that, that Samurai Jack gets teleported to just feels like lived in it, it kind of reminds me of like los angeles from blade runner it, like in a in a good sense in terms of mm -hmm. atmosphere and i just i love the cast in here phil lamar is samurai jack and he does a great job the late great mako may he rest in peace is aku and he can be very menacing when he needs to be but the show does a good job of like jabbing at him a couple times and it all works brilliantly and this was around a time when Cartoon Network was just going from strength to strength in the animation department they were hitting it big with their Toonami block like they were just producing original show after original show that was just hitting it so strong Dexter's Laboratory like this like I could do an entire video on my channel talking about like this era from like 97 to like 2001 or 2002 where they where Cartoon Network just could not be beat but I just recommend to you all go check out go check out Samurai Jack if you haven't yeah I haven't actually seen it I've been meaning to and I've heard a lot about it but uh, I love Gandhi I think he's incredible so I I've been meaning to see it because I've heard it was really good so it's a great suggestion uh, my last pick is actually another adaptation of a play this time it's not 
a filmed play like in Oklahoma, but this is Noises Off from 1992. This is based on the play and it definitely feels like a play. It feels very staged, but uh, it's got such an incredible cast. Carol Burnett, Michael Caine, Denholm Elliott, Julie Haggerty, Mary Lou Henner, Christopher Reeve, John Ritter, Nicolette Sheridan, just incredible cast. And basically it's about this uh, kind of behind the scenes of this acting troupe and they are preparing this show and uh, you have I don't know how to explain but like characters just coming in and out and in and out and and uh the uh you have the uh um uh, that she's kind of the diva is sort of Carol Burnett and uh and then you have kind of the uh John Ritter is kind of manic and insane, and uh, the uh, then you have the uh, Christopher Reeve is playing like kind of the heartthrob, the pretty boy, <laughs> and uh, they're all just Nicola Sharon's kind of the dits, and they're just great and funny, and uh, it it it's I mean, and Marilyn Hanner is great in it, of course. Uh, so if you want to watch people at the top of their game, directed by Peter Bogdanovich, it's very funny and uh, it's got great performances. And so definitely you should check it out. It's really good. Carol Burnett playing a diva. Give me a second <laughs> to absorb the shock of this announcement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. So there we go. We did it. We talked about Hoopla. Uh, so we hope you have a great birthday. Ryan, and uh, how can people find you and your channel? Uh, they can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at RyanCam20. Then there's, of course, my YouTube channel, which is just called RyanCam. Uh, this week, uh, I'm going to be dropping three AFI project videos. We're recording this on a Monday, which means my AFI project video for Spartacus dropped earlier today. Wednesday, I'm going to be dropping a video for the F.W. Murnau film, Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans. And then on Friday, I'm going to be dropping a video for a little movie called Titanic. You might have heard of it. <laughs> and then on, then on Sunday, I'll be dropping my first reaction to the Studio Ghibli film, Princess Mononoke. Oh. So if you haven't checked me out, please do. That will be fun. One of my favorites. I enjoy that very much. Uh, well, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. And make sure you're also following the Hallmarkies podcast. Got lots of fun stuff going on over there. And uh, and uh, make sure you like this video. Please subscribe to our channel. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews at Rachel's Reviews. We sure appreciate that. And we also have our patron group and merch store. So take a look at that. And thanks, everybody. And we'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.